0: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life, it's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen.
1: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And this week's episode is a mental health check. Whoop, whoop. My favorite time of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's, like, seriously a lot of really horrible, shitty things happening out in the world right now. Ugh. Um. And so we thought that maybe we should talk about, dedicate an entire mental health episode to boundaries.
0: Boundaries are good. They're Um, good.
1: They suck. Yeah. Like, to carry out, I think that everybody struggles with setting them.
0: Absolutely. Um, Boundaries are one of those things that are necessary to your sanity and your happiness. Mm. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. Like, every situation, there needs to be boundaries set. Yep. Um, You should be setting boundaries TLDR with everybody. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but like
1: boundaries are self care. Yeah. It's a way of taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. They're necessary for in work, in friendships, in life in general, with spousal units, with partners, with yeah, everyone,
0: <laughs> everything, everyone and everything. Yeah. Um, setting boundaries for yourself and actually sticking to them can be really fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we speak from experience um, yes. as two people that were, like, people pleasers by...
1: Yeah, still am.
0: Well, yeah, it's <laughs> a thing I've been trying to shed. I do better than I used to, but uh, we were compulsive yesers mm-hmm. um, because that's what was expected of us growing up was to say yes to do everything because we didn't have free will, really. Right. Um, but <laughs> saying yeah. no is a boundary, it is. and it took me a really long fucking time to learn that And it's one of the most important boundaries, learning to say no. If you don't know how to say no, this is a skill you should acquire.
1: Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. And honestly, the saying no as a boundary, it was the hardest thing for me to figure out and learn. Like, I am a people pleaser. I still am. I don't like it when people don't like me. But as the saying goes, I don't even like everybody, so why would everyone like me? But. Um, as part of the this part of the equation has always been tough for me because of that reason like yeah. I want to over excel in my job I want to make sure that everybody around me is happy and I always thought that saying yes meant that they would be happy but that didn't always me- equate to me being happy so especially if, you, yeah. if your cup is empty yeah saying and- no is super powerful though
0: it is, um, and spoiler alert, if you're not happy, probably other people around you aren't happy either. Right. <laughs> um, misery does love company, and that shit is contagious, so keep yourself in check so you can avoid it at all costs. Yes. Um, yeah, saying yes to everything is a fucking curse. It really yeah. is. Um the whole coming to terms with the fact that not everyone's going to like me thing is a really fucking hard pill to I swallow, still too. I struggle with it. I do, too. And I try not to let it bother me when someone says something unintelligent and shitty on the social medias. Um, because, spoiler alert, none of these fucking trolls that come after us have anything of substance to ever fucking right. say. It's, it's superficial, stupid bullshit from chads on the fucking internet right. that haven't seen a vagina
1: in real life in years apparently and they're mad at us. Like I try to ignore that shit just I'm, I'm like if you're going to leave a shitty comment I'm not even going to read it. No. I, I will notice it and then I'm like over it. But the example that in like real life that I always use is we moved into a new neighborhood recently and our neighbors are great but their friends don't like me. Like mm. I don't fit into the mold of like housewife and so they just don't like me. And I've tried to be overly nice, but I let it just eat at me. It bugged me because they didn't like me. And then... It's hard. It's hard. Sadie's like, you wouldn't like them if they did like you. Yeah, dude. So why do you care? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I was
0: like, dude, you don't want to hang out with them anyway. I don't. Trust me, I've hung I just out. just want them to like me. I have I have lived in a neighborhood with clicky neighbors that hang out together all the time, that have more fucking free time and money than they know what to do with. Mm. And that's not a knock on you if you have no. free time or money. Like, I, it, that's fine. You can do with your time and your money, whatever yeah. the fuck you want. But, like, to be a... I'm a social outcast for the most part anyway, because I just innately now when someone tells me I can't do something I'm like fuck you I'm gonna do it anyway I do right. what I want right I'm Eric Cartman I'm <laughs> out of control I do what I want <laughs> fuck all y'all um but anyway so <laughs> like it it bugged me because when we moved to Puerto Rico we mm-hmm. lived so we lived in a really nice neighborhood it was a gated community a lot of the neighborhoods in PR are gated communities it wasn't just like this bougie thing but this neighborhood was kind of bougie yeah um And we were absolutely the trashiest fucking people in that (laughs) neighborhood. We're definitely the trashiest people in
1: our current neighborhood. And those people. I love it,
0: though well we weren't the people that were shooting iguanas off our back deck oh, well, with a pellet gun yeah, those are the people yeah. that live behind us but uh <laughs> so maybe we were the second trashiest people in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that used to bug me too when i lived in there in Livia um because we would go over to people's houses they would invite us over because they're nice like right. they're super nice people it's just we have absolutely fucking nothing in yeah. common yeah nothing they'd have conversations i'm like Uh, I can't relate to that and you are not going to understand anything that I would have to contribute to that maybe in the slightest. Like sometimes you're not for everyone and not everyone's going to be for you and that's
1: okay. Right. It's, it's normal. It's a part of life. Yeah. Ogres are like onions. Not everybody likes onions. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, but you know, aside from being people pleasers, figuring out how to say no is super, important but it's also something that you have to practice oh god yes yes like otherwise it's not ever going to be easier
0: (laughs) yeah whether it's like a work thing a family thing your friends they're all really hard to say no to and you're gonna feel guilty um so when you say no you need to say no instead of saying yes because if you're gonna say yes and you're tired you're just Pouring nothing out of a cup that's got nothing in it. Yep, your effort's going to suck. Your attitude's going to suck. It's
1: just not going to be a fun experience
0: for it's anybody impossible involved. Impossible
1: to be present. Yeah, in like actively participating yeah. in the moment. If you've got nothing in the tank, you're
0: totally checked out. You're detached yeah. completely on your phone the whole time. And people are like, what the fuck's wrong with her? Right. Sorry, I committed to this. I wanted to uphold my commitment, but I don't have the energy. But to I don't want to be
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> pretty much, you know,
0: sorry, I'm here. Cause I like <laughs> you, but I don't want to be, sorry, right. I'm late. I didn't want to be here. Yeah. Really? That is the t-shirt that explains my life. <laughs> um, social anxiety is fun. If yeah, there's nothing to give, how are you going to perform your best? Sasha said that, you know, like you can't do your best if you're not fully recharged and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you going to be involved with anything that your friends or your family is talking about? It's, yeah. it's not going to be a good experience for you. You're going to yep. either be bored or you're going to be irritated or you're just completely, like, in the other room
1: while yeah. everybody's
0: hanging out. Like, you don't want to be that person. Exactly. It's okay to say no. Like, here's how I explain it to my friends sometimes. They know now, at this point, I'm not shy about my anxiety or any of that mm-hmm. shit because we all have shades of, you know, we're all fucked up. We are. We're all fucked up. We're all just different shades of fucked up. Yeah. Um. So we... I had to have this conversation with my friends. It's like, look, sometimes I, I commit to a thing, like, weeks ahead, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. to go. And then 30 minutes before, like, I feel like the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm going to hang out with my friends. Right? It's everything else that involves getting there, being around people during a pandemic, like, yeah. X, Y, Z. Like, I want to, like, so we went to do brunch with somebody when a friend was back in town a couple months ago. And I, I had edibles before I went to, to brunch because mm-hmm. I was so fucking anxious. Yeah. Just because yeah. it was the first time we'd been in a restaurant and like all of this stuff. And I texted the friend that set it up and I was like, look, dude, we'll be a few minutes late. We're coming. It's not that I don't want to be there. It's just that I'm very fucking anxious right yeah. now. And he's like, it's okay, dude, we'll be here when you get here. And it's like, thank you.
1: And having those people in your <laughs> life that understand shit like that is super yeah. important. Like yeah. an example from, for me for, from a, like a couple of weeks ago, I, it was a Friday, and I just didn't have it that day. I, it wasn't that I was overwhelmed or underwhelmed or anything. It was just one of those days where I'm like, I, I'm not here. I'm burnt. This week burnt me. So I went to one of my superiors, and I was like, hey, um, I'm going to head home. And I just, I don't have it today. I'm not going to be worth a shit. I'm just going to be worthless. I don't feel like being here. I'm like over it. I think I should just go home. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, dude, you work (laughs) more than what you report that you're working because everybody does that to a certain extent Mm -hmm. anymore, really. Like even when you're not working, if you're texting somebody about work, you're working. Um, <laughs> sorry, I hate,
0: always, I, I hate like. to break it uh. to
1: you, but if you are having conversations about work outside, you're of work, working. You're working yeah. Um, and so I just, you know, I went, I went home. Self-care is just what that is. It's not selfish. It's giving a crap enough about yourself to set a boundary. Like if you don't have it that day, say something to somebody.
0: Yeah. And like, so for us, I try to keep the boundary. Say no. Yeah. Say no. And like, so for Sasha and I, like, We're chronic workaholics. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't know how to shut it off. It's hard for us to shut it off. So I try not to text as as much about work on Saturday. But Mm -hmm. Sunday is sacred. I try not to talk about work shit, if all humanly possible, outside of, like, hey, what are we going to put on social media before we drop the episode? Right. (laughs) Like, that's it. Otherwise, like, and that is mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to learn a lot about whether or not people respect you when you start setting boundaries with other human beings, yep, um, going no contact, cutting someone off, not ever speaking to them again is absolutely a boundary. And yep. uh, we could talk a lot about this aspect on this episode as this is something that I'm currently in process of yep. doing and have been doing for like six months. So TLDR, if you're new to the podcast, um, had some family shit fallout, bad situation. Mm-hmm. I, I went on a self-discovery journey in the first half of 2021 and learned a lot of things in therapy. Um, about how my family hasn't really ever treated me well, even from childhood to now. Mm-hmm. So, um, after 33 years of putting up with it, I'm fucking done. Like I've been kicking around the idea of going no contact for at least the last five years. Mm-hmm. So for me to actually do it felt really fucking good. Yeah. I don't regret it. One fucking bit at all. Like everyone's like, well, you cut off your entire cut off my, my parents and my sibling. I didn't really talk to anybody else in my family outside of that, at that point anyway. So Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, I just haven't talked to anybody else. Yeah. Um, And they don't respect me. And you know how I know that? Because they keep trying to walk around boundaries I set up by making fake social media accounts or using my 15-year-old niece's Instagram account to text me and call me a liar and a bitch. Just because... They don't like that I'm spilling tea on them. Spoiler alert, nobody knows who the fuck you are. Mm. So if you feel bad about it, that's on you.
1: Right. I haven't given anybody names. Well, we had this conversation over the weekend. Yeah. Typically, if you feel bad or guilty about something that someone else is saying that isn't directed at you necessarily there's probably something on your side of the street that needs to be cleaned up. Yeah. If you're having a reaction to something that someone else is doing or someone else is saying, if it's just a meme, you know, those meme cards, Uh if someone's posting something like that and you feel like it's directed at you. It might be. It might be, but (laughs) it also might be that you are actually doing that thing without knowing it. Yeah. They're not necessarily always calling you out, but... If you feel triggered by something, it's probably because it's something that you're doing.
0: And like the, 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 the series of events that led up to this are just ridiculous. Like on my wedding day, my, my mother told me via FaceTime right after we just got married, my husband and I called them and uh, she goes, oh, we thought he was going to dump you before he ever married you. Trying to piss me off and embarrass me on my fucking wedding day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Um, just super toxic bullshit that no one deserves to go through.
0: When we moved back from Puerto Rico, which was very fucking difficult because I was dealing with the the suicide of one of our friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to leave. It was really fucking difficult for me. The morning we left, my mom texted me and goes, oh, looks like the vacation's over, huh? Like the last five years of my life have been a fucking cakewalk. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just... So that's Absolute. the kind of shit that has led me to going no contact. If that's something you can relate to, then take that for what Set you a will. Boundary. Set a boundary. Um, it, it didn't start going completely no contact. Like, I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried as long as I could, and it got to the point where just being around them for the span of two hours would piss me off for two fucking days afterwards. Right. It's like, this isn't worth it anymore. It's I'm getting not, nothing out of these interactions but right. fucking anger.
1: Exactly. And if, you're, if you have interactions with people like that in your life, that's not benefiting you in any no. way. If anything, it's detrimental. Stop <laughs> keeping shitty people in your life just because you've known them a long time or that the fact that they're family. Just because you share blood doesn't mean that you automatically get to be in someone's life. Period. End of story. Sorry, but like saying it out loud often elicits a negative response from people because societally we've been told for a long time honor Families, thy father family. and thy mother Families, the family, family. Yeah. okay well that's a nice thought in theory but not every single person on this earth is a nice fucking human being family. so you don't need to be treated like shit you don't deserve to be treated like shit just because yeah. they're your family that doesn't give you a fucking out it doesn't give it you doesn't. a pass it's not a get out of jail fucking free card you still have to be accountable for your actions and your reactions to other people's shit that's oh. you know yeah that's your side of the street shit
0: And if they respond to you with what are you talking about, or you're making this up, or you're crazy, they're gaslighting you and that's manipulation and that's abuse.
1: Yep. Just because you share a bloodline does not mean that you have, um, to tolerate being treated poorly.
0: No, especially, especially when you are an adult with free will who knows what's best for them. Um, I saw a post on Reddit the other night on one of the mental health subreddits I follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was basically adulthood is realizing that when you're a kid, you think that the adults are in power. But then, like, when you are an adult, you realize that, like, you are. Mm -hmm. And that power that you have is over the relationships with the people that you've spent your life with up to this point. Yep. Um, And if those people haven't been good to you, they don't deserve you. Yeah. Straight up, don't deserve you. You don't owe anybody in this life Fucking anything except for yourself.
1: Yep. And I and know You're that, the best version of yourself. Yeah. And if you're not able to be the best version of yourself because you're in a situation with a family member or a quote unquote friend, friend. that no. That's not how that shit works. Friends don't take advantage of of you. Friends don't make up excuses. I understand that life gets busy. Yeah, I understand that people work a lot. I understand that people have families at the age group that we're in. I totally understand that. But when it's a constant excuse after excuse after excuse, like I'm fucking hungover, I'm sorry, but that's not an excuse if you're actually friends with somebody to come and see them if you haven't seen them in a while, yeah. especially if you don't live in state. Yes, I am specifically calling somebody out. That's my personal story. I had to cut that person out. I have been best friends with this person for 15 years, 15 We know the ins and outs of each other. We know how the other person reacts. We can finish each other's sentences. We've been there through really, really, really shitty circumstances that both of us have been through. But when every single time this person would come to town and would make excuses like being hungover and then gets mad at me for not wanting to tolerate being treated like that or it's a one-sided friendship where one person's doing everything for the other person— those are the s- types of things that we're talking about here, like yeah. reassessing reassessing what those friendships actually are.
0: And sometimes people just grow apart. People yes. change, like that's yes. a thing. Um, you might be in
1: different seasons of life, man.
0: Yeah, and and that's hard to that's hard to swallow, especially when you've been friends with someone for so long. Yeah, people grow apart, and it sucks, but it's okay. Um, maybe at some point, you know, life will replug you guys back yeah. in together. Maybe not, like. Don't ever. I'm not going to say don't ever like count somebody out completely unless they have like done it so many times that, you know, it's going to end poorly Mm -hmm. and then just kind of let off for a while and see what happens. The person might figure it out. They might get mad. They might lash out at you. They might try to use underhanded shit like having your 15-year-old niece text you to fucking contact you. Don't put kids in the middle of your fucking adult drama, by the way. That's not fair. Don't fucking put children into your own bullshit with other adults.
1: No, don't Um, do that. It's just... People do grow apart and if if setting that boundary, whether, and it family grows apart too. Absolutely. Like honestly, it, it just happens. We're all human beings. We're all at different points in our life. We're learning and growing and doing different things. It just happens. And especially if you're being treated poorly, just draw that boundary because what benefit is it to you if, if every single interaction with whoever this person is in your life is negative? Yeah. It's not adding to your life. If anything, it's taking away from it. Um, Speaking of that, if it's taking away from you, like it is healthy to focus on yourself and your goals. Yeah, it's not selfish. Um, This is this one's super rough for me to accept. Um, How can you be present and actively participating in life if you don't take care of yourself first? This one was really hard for me to learn until about five years ago, and then I really started like. Okay, I don't have to feel guilty because somebody else wants to hang out till midnight, and I want I want to go to bed at eight because I have goals and things that I need to do the next day.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, look at look at Saturday. So you mm-hmm. had friends come over, and I don't really drink anymore because mm-hmm. my body fucking hates it, which yeah. is unfortunate because I love vodka. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I've been personally kind of struggling lately. I've been wanting to drink. Like it's good beer season. All yeah. of the all of the delicious beers are coming out now, and I'm just like fuck me. I just, I want to drink. And I was over at Sasha's house by myself. So I drove and, uh, neighbors came over and I was like, I should probably go because I knew that I was either going to be tempted or I was just going to be uncomfortable the entire time. So Mm -hmm. I left and I texted Sasha. I was like, Hey, sorry, totally a me thing. Not anybody else, but like it's okay to be, it's okay to be a little selfish. Like you're allowed to be selfish in certain situations. Don't be selfish all the time. But when it comes to really important shit that is going to matter to you, absolutely be selfish.
1: Exactly. Well, and you know, that, that parlays itself into, you know, whatever your goals are, whatever journey you're on. If being a little selfish to take care of yourself first so that you can be more present and aware and in the moment in other aspects of your life, then do it. Yeah, it's important.
0: I mean, it's honestly, it's more selfless to really take that time to reflect upon things that you're doing that affect other people. Yeah. Um. But people like to frame it in the fact of, oh, well, you're taking you time. That's selfish. Okay. It's like, maybe. But you realize that what I'm doing is to enrich relationships I'm having, yes. not only with myself, but with everybody else. So that if I enrich my relationship with myself, that will carry over into all the other things in my life. Like, right. If someone tells yeah. you that they need a minute to, like, disappear and go do things and go to therapy and figure their shit out, what you say back is cool. Let me know if you need anything. Otherwise, I'll be here when you get back.
1: Right. That's it. It's it's really as simple as that. And I think that sometimes those interactions where it's negative, like a negative reaction to someone actually doing something for their own self-care, um, it can be intimidating. Yeah to watch someone grow as a person if you're not ready to. Yeah. Um, I think too, that it comes like people who respond with, Oh, that's selfish are not willing to take that time for themselves. Um, so maybe they do think that, but that's not (laughs) your other people's reactions to what you're doing are theirs.
0: Yeah. So example, they own that, not you. Um, there was a family emergency in, in my family a couple months ago, and I got a message from, again, my sibling using a fucking fake social media account to contact me to tell me that family is important and therapy will be there when I'm done to come see them. Oh, These are the people that used to no. weaponize therapy to me that made me actually go to therapy in the first place. After being told, you need to go to therapy, enough times I went. <laughs> yeah, And guess what? They're the fucking problem, shocker. Yeah, Funny how that works. If somebody's weaponizing therapy at you, they're the fucking ones that really should be probably going.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, maybe you need to go too. Therapy's good for everybody. But, uh, I mean, you have to to attend to your needs. Physical, mental, social, all of those things. They need to be met. End of story. There is no negotiation. If those things aren't met, you are not you and you are not happy. And you're not going to be fun for anyone else to be around. You know what I found out when I quit being such a miserable shit bag? Everybody wanted to hang out with me again.
1: Weird. Yeah. When you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just be. And I think that it's like when you're in that moment when you're not taking care of yourself, you are so caught up in not even the moment, but everything else that's happening around the moment mm-hmm. that you're not actually present and there. And you're constantly distracted or you're constantly upset about something because you're not dealing with whatever that something may be. Yeah. Other people see that, whether you want them to or not. Regardless of how well you think you're hiding it, you're probably not. Someone who knows <laughs> not, you really yeah. well is going to eventually call you on your bullshit. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah. And if you're not willing to talk to about it or address it, it's going to be a continuous interaction like that because other we are all human beings. Absolutely. And whether or not you're as in tune with other people as someone else is, people still pick up subliminally on shit that you're doing. Yeah. It could be as simple as body language. If you are sitting with your arms crossed in every single interaction and seem miserable that you're there, one, you probably are. But other people notice that. Mm-hmm. Self-care is important. Even, <laughs> and it even looks when different for everybody.
0: super good at hiding it, people right. can spot it if yes. they hung out with you enough.
1: Absolutely. Why are you on your
0: phone? Quit detaching. Sorry. Right. Sorry
1: oh, you're dissociating again. What's going on? Because I'm at the bar. Oh, uh, right. There's people. This can be your fitness journey and the yeah. goals that go along with it. Uh, this can be seeking out help when and if you need it. This can be setting aside an hour of quiet time, whether that be once a day or once a week. This can be legitimately anything you feel like you need to do to actively participate in your own life.
0: Nature, video games, art, anything. 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 Cooking. Uh, doing your fucking laundry and listening to music and not having somebody run in the bathroom and yell at you for five minutes at a time you know like
1: pooping for an hour whatever taking a
0: shower (laughs) with the door locked yeah if you have kids i have cats so they just scratch at the fucking door until i let
1: them in legitimately looks different for everybody so just be aware of that stuff (laughs) yeah self-care is a boundary but it's a necessary one it's not selfish
0: it's not no and (sighs) people love to use that word like it's such a fucking bad thing. <laughs> like mm. when I when people are like, "What do you mean you don't want kids?" That's so selfish. I'm like,
1: how is that selfish? To wh- who is that selfish?
0: It is selfish because I don't want kids.
1: But I, how is that selfish?
0: Well, it's it's apparently selfish because I'm not fucking continuing whatever fucking yes whatever fucking <laughs> patriarchal bloodline <laughs> bullshit that our fucking society is ingrained in our skulls. Guess what? Women are more than fucking baby factories. We're not right. here to just progress someone's fucking bloodline. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, but I, yeah, people would tell me it was selfish and I'm like, you're goddamn right. It's selfish. I want to fucking sleep till I want to sleep. Okay. I like having money and I want to have sex when I feel like having sex. Right. Guess what? You don't get to have a lot of sex when you have kids. Yeah. If you like fucking, sorry. You're not gonna <laughs> after that one time you made a baby for a while.
1: Yeah. True. Um,
0: it's a family show.
1: (laughs) This is a family show.
0: Cicada's Uh, yelling at us in the background because we're in the garage and the door's open. Bugs are yelling at us at each other for sex as you're currently listening to our
1: podcast. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, another aspect of boundaries is being consistent with the ones that you set. Once you decide on one, it's pretty important to stick with that boundary. Yep. There are always exceptions to every single thing that we say on here. 99% of the time.
0: It's up to you to decide whether or not it's okay to pull that boundary yes. back. You're the only one that can decide that.
1: And an example I'm going to use, like I realize it isn't always that cut and dry. I totally realize that. My mom, for example, mm-hmm. we used to be super, super, super close until we weren't anymore and it became a very, very toxic relationship between the two of us. Um, it was for various reasons, my side of the street, her side of the street. I had a lot of resentment. She wasn't done growing up. I, I mean, it's if you really want the TLDR version of it, that's what it was. I made the decision that I didn't deserve to be treated that way. Yeah. I woke up one day and I was like, you can come to my wedding, but like, that's about it. I'm going to have limited contact with you. I'll be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Preoccupied the rest of the time.
1: No, civil. I will be be civil. civil. Yeah. yeah, I'll be civil only honestly for me, for the sake of my grandma, my grandparents, my grandfather is no longer here with us. He was a great man, but my grandma still is here. I, she was more my parent than my parents were. My, both my parents recognize that actually. My mom does anyway. But for the sake of my grandma, that is why I decided I would at least be civil. That was the boundary that I set. Limited contact unless grandma's around and I, and then I'll be civil. Yeah. Totally fine. I set that boundary. She did some of her own self inventory. She did some of her own work for her side of the street. She cleaned that up. I cleaned up some of my resentments. The thing about resentments is you have to make an active decision to fucking let it go. And if you are not willing to let it go, then keep that boundary intact.
0: Yeah, because you're not going to, if you aren't 100% sure that you're done being resentful, you're not done yet.
1: Nope. Nope. You're not done yet. You're not. And you may never be done and that's okay. That's totally fine. I, I legit was like, okay, I'm 37 years old. I've held on to this for long enough it's had a negative impact on my life by holding on to it for this long it's affected every single relationship in my life I accept the fact that it happens I don't have to be okay with it by accepting the fact that it happens right but if I'm accepting the fact that it happened then I am able to let it go mm-hmm. so I let it go that's it I let all of that shit go we've had conversations about it we've owned up to the bullshit that both of us did and now we've kind of repaired that relationship and we're kind of back to where we were before all the toxicity happened.
0: Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like the other half of the conversation has to be, has to want to be a willing participant to try yes. to fix things. You can't fix things on your own. Right. Um, for me, the final straw was I finally like started talking to a therapist, mm-hmm. did the personality typing Learned a lot of things of why I'm the way I am. And I fucking put two and two together. And when I came to my mom with it, she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I sent her an article and then she didn't answer me for 24 hours, which is also manipulation on top of the what are you talking about gaslighting bullshit that I've put up with my entire life. Mm. Gaslighting is very effective manipulation, by the way. It's meant to question your sanity. And after long enough, it works really fucking well. It makes it very hard for you to make decisions on your own. Um, That's something I still struggle with. Like, yeah. you know this. Phil knows. that Anybody that, like, knows me in real life knows that I waffle so fucking hard on decisions. And when I finally, like, when I pick something, they're like, okay, good, pick it, go. Because yeah. I'll probably change my mind.
1: Yeah. Um Stick because, with it, go.
0: Because I wasn't allowed to really, like, I did what I was told. And if I didn't do what I was told, I was grounded. Yeah. So I was yeah. grounded a lot if I didn't do what I was told and just hung out by myself. Um, but... I tried to confront my mom and have a conversation about how her and her father's, dis- or my father's, dis- or her father's dysfunction yeah. as well because he was a World War II vet, so we know that that fucking mm. cascaded down the hill. That ball of shit started way back in the 40s and yeah. it fucking hit me in the 2020s. Great, thanks. Generational trauma's neat. Um, so like, I tried to have a conversation with her about it and she just straight up didn't answer me when I sent her an article about how to talk to your child with this certain personality type. And nothing, just fucking crickets. So the next day I was like, hey, did you read that article? Well, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, okay, pick one thing that you didn't understand and I can explain it to you. Nothing, again. The next day she sends me a meme about how much she cares about her kids and how much she needs us in her life. And that was the final straw. I was like, this isn't, This is fucking insulting. This is straight up insulting. Blatantly
1: ignoring me. You're ignoring while I'm trying to to fucking
0: talk to you. I'm trying to find common ground and I'm trying to fix this with you because you say that you care about me. But your actions prove completely otherwise. One of the last times we were back from Puerto Rico to visit, they were supposed to go have dinner with us. They were in Omaha. We were in Bellevue. They were driving to Council Bluffs to go back. We were having dinner in Logan. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go meet in Logan. Uh, they stopped in Council Bluffs and went to the casino instead of coming to hang out with Phil and I before we went to dinner. We drove or we flew 2,400 miles each way, eight hours each way, and they went to the fucking casino instead of seeing their kid that was back for oh I don't know five days. Yeah. Like
1: words also are assaulting. words.
0: Here's the other thing: when you deal with people that are manipulative, words are one thing. Look at what the actions and what are. What are the actions? Because the actions say. will never change. The words will change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's like the, on the other side of that for me, um, it, we talked about this over the weekend, the turning point for me where I knew that the actions were then going to follow was my mom owning up to the fact and calling me one day and verbally saying out loud. And this was the whole point of the conversation was to call and apologize and say, you know what, Sasha, I have put men before you your entire life. And there's nothing I can do to change that now, but I am so sorry that I put you through that. That wasn't fair to you. And I didn't, I,
0: I mean, I don't know. I I didn't even know what to
1: say because that's all I've ever wanted to hear. I, but I'm glad
0: that you finally got to hear it and that she meant it. (laughs) I almost like
1: started crying again, but I, I said, I, thank you, mom. Um, I have to go right now, but I'll call you another time and we'll further talk about this because I needed a process at that point.
0: Absolutely. I had.
1: To, I was like, what the that's a lot. fuck just happened? I got off the phone and I started bawling and my husband had friends over, but he walked into the bedroom. He goes, what the hell? And I was like, and I told him and he goes, oh my God. And <laughs> he just gave me yeah. a huge hug. I yeah. like have goosebumps. But that's how I knew that she was serious yeah. because it for her to do that, I won't go into the backstory of my mom but that was a big a big big deal. Absolutely. She is not normally in the past was never the type of person to ever apologize unless she really royally fucked up and that usually involves slapping me across the face or something and then she'd write me a note. Oh and I, mine
0: was always I'm sorry but this is why I did it because you did x y or z. Right
1: and that's how the notes always were. Yeah. But and for my mom and everybody's different that's how you know boundaries and, and self-processing and working on your shit works. Everybody's journey is a little different. My mom found faith again and that's what helped her. That's, you know, I'm not I'm not ever going to knock on religion and this isn't a religious podcast. I think that faith does a lot of people and I'll leave it at that. For her, on her journey, that's what she needed to find.
0: Yeah, and then there's the people like my mother who uses faith as a tool to hate
1: people. Right. So that's yeah. why like when it's, I
0: when I talk about religion, that's the that's the religious situation I was raised in. I was a Missouri Synod Lutheran as a child, which is yeah fucking Catholicism light. Yeah. Um, but it's very hateful. It's very discriminatory. Um, it's very veiled in love and happy sunshines, but it's all fuck you if you're gay, fuck you if you're this, fuck you if you're a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, I realized in seventh grade that that was bullshit. Yeah. Like, that was seventh grade. I was in seventh fucking grade. That's how like oblivious, apparently all the other kids I was in school, they were all snowed over by it. I was like, fuck right. this shit. <laughs> um,
1: i done with this. Hold
0: on. But yeah. But yeah, when I talk from experience with religion, mine's a little tainted because that's how my religious upbringing right. was. Faith is good for people sometimes, faith is bad for people sometimes, but yep. you don't necessarily need it to be a good person. So, mic drop. Yeah. So that's my stance on right. it. If you want to do it cool, yep. don't try to fucking stage an intervention and have like uh, they tried to like after my brother died, my family' straight up full court press tried to like reconvert me back to religion. That shit was traumatic as fuck. They wonder yeah. why I don't want to <laughs> hang out with them. It's like you try to I force me to do shit. I tell you I don't want to do. I'm a fucking thirty three year old woman I literally can do whatever the fuck I want now, <laughs> right? You're not my fucking boss. piss off bitch <laughs> um sometimes your boundaries do evolve, and then you can reassess those boundaries, and that like Sasha said, like it's gonna it might require something momentous for you. Yeah. To reassess that boundary. And if it's status quo as usual and you don't feel like moving that fucking line in the sand, leave it. It's fine.
1: When you're ready.
0: Yeah, it's it's all up to you. You don't owe anybody anything. And you especially don't owe anybody an explanation for why you have changed. Like that is not your responsibility. We've seen this meme floating around mental health TikTok and mental health Instagram lately. You are not responsible for the fact that someone else can't reconcile the fact that you have changed. That is not your responsibility. You are responsible for being the best, happiest version of yourself
1: and to thrive. 100%.
0: And if somebody can't understand that or can't accept that. It's not they, your problem. That's not your problem. And you don't need them around. Like, no. I'm not going to say fucking tell everybody to get bent. But like, if, if you are doing life-changing self-work right now yep. and you are losing people because they can't deal with the fact that you have changed dramatically. That's not your problem. No. A, they haven't been around enough to see the transition happen. That's why they're so fucking starkly surprised. Yep. Uh, My mom was like, oh, well, it's like I don't even know you anymore. And I said, it's because I don't want you to. Yeah, you don't. I straight up told her that. And I was like, I'm done with this conversation. Please stop talking to me. Yeah. I do not wish to speak to any of you anymore. Leave me alone. And then again, respect. If they respect you, they'll fucking leave you alone. Yep. If they don't, they'll try to find ways around the boundaries.
1: Yeah. A couple of things to keep in mind too when it comes to boundaries, when we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, boundaries and mental health in general. This is like, this was hard for me to learn and accept. Your expectations of other people only belong to you. Yep. That goes both ways. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it again. Your expectations of other people belong to you. You, you have those expectations, not the other person. The other person didn't ask for those expectations just like the other way around. Other people's expectations of you do not belong to you. They belong to them because you didn't ask for their expectations. Yeah, Keeping your side of the street... Clean is super important, and that's what I mean when I say your expectations belong to you, and other people's expectations belong to them.
0: Yeah, don't project your own shortcomings on being able to deal with the fact a relationship has changed on the person that is doing really difficult change right now. Um, mm. Going on a on a self care journey is fucking difficult, mm. and it requires a lot of a lot of mental hell before somebody yeah. fucking decides to actually go do it. Yep. Um, I think that's one thing that isn't talked about enough. And Simone Biles, you know, she had the quote a couple weeks ago at the Olympics where she's like, it's like, it's like you're at war with your own head. And absolutely. I fight myself every fucking day, every day. Yeah. I have to decide to wake up and actually like live yeah. some days, most days actually. Cause I'm just, my brain is a suicidal shit bag. Like the smallest inconvenience will send me into a fucking spin sometimes where I'm just like, fuck it. I'm done. And then yeah. I never actually do it cause I'm stubborn thank God. But, um, like it's really difficult going on a self exploration journey like that. Um, it's really scary because you learn that you're not perfect. I mean, mm. we all know we're not perfect, but you've really learned that you're not perfect. And guess what? We all fucking have toxic yep. behavior and you're going to have to confront your own toxic behavior on top of other people's toxic behavior. Yep.
1: It's that's, a lot. That's one thing that uh, you're right is I wouldn't say undervalued but isn't as talked about as all the other aspects of mental health the anguish that you one are going to have to relive yeah you're going to have to if you've been through some shit talk about that shit because then it's a further path down the discovery of what your ownership in that situation is because you do have to own your own shit yep you have to otherwise if you're not ready or if you're not re- well ready or willing to reconcile those things It's going to be a little bit bump. It's going to be a pretty bumpy journey. You're not going to have a fun
0: time with your therapist at first.
1: No, you're not. And that's okay. That's their job. There's probably going to be a lot of anger. There's going to be a lot of crying because then that self-realization comes on what your part in the situations are. And that can really fucking suck and that can really hurt. Yeah. But it's necessary for growth. You can't like, we've talked about this before too. You can't just like get to the top of the mountain without fucking struggling to get there. The air gets thin at the top, man.
0: You've got to wade through the shit to get to the fucking rainbow sometimes. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Like, (sighs) that first therapy session always sucks. Mm. It's the most uncomfortable. As someone that hates meeting new people um, outside of, like, work situations, Mm -hmm. because I can... That is my bubble. Like, we are running that interaction. But when I'm out in the wild and I have to be one-on-one with a complete stranger in a room and talk about, like, literally fucking just pour my guts out on the table, that shit's stressful.
1: Yeah.
0: You know how brave you have to be to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, people think that those that go to therapy are weak. It's like, no, man, you have to have giant fucking brass balls to be able to admit shit that you've never said to anybody, to a complete fucking stranger, yep. and then have them analyze it.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, why Why is this relationship specifically shitty? Oh, I did a lot of those things.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. It's hard. And guess But you're
1: what? so you're such a better and stronger you and more well rounded person for it. You become like, such honestly. a better person afterwards.
0: Um, you're gonna be mad a lot. <sighs> you're gonna be mad a lot. Um, working through the anger is the worst part. It was for me like the yeah. sadness. I was used to the sad part. I've been I've been a fucking sad girl forever. Like yeah. I that's been my an brand. angry
1: person for a long time. And I, anger was my brand
0: emo. <laughs> I'm an emo kid. I'm both but I'm, I'm simultaneously angry and sad yeah. uh, <laughs> swooping my bangs over in front of my yeah. face. Um, but like that part sucks a lot. And then after the anger, of course, you always have the fucking boomerang effect where you're just sad because you finally are processing all of the shit you were currently mad about. Mm. And then I saw, I've, I've seen a lot of really good mental health memes lately on Instagram. One of them was anger is, is your past child standing up for what you should have had? Mm-hmm. Like something to yeah, that Yeah, dependent on... Like, for you're me, allowed to be mad about what things have done to you. If people have wronged you, you are absolutely allowed to be mad about it. And you don't ever have to forgive them if you don't want to. Right. When
1: you're ready and if you're ready. Yeah. Ever. Um basically to summarize on this episode boundaries are fucking important. They are
0: very important. They're
1: necessary for your mental health. They're necessary for your growth. And if you ever need to chat, always hit us up on all the social medias. We're everywhere at MTK Staff Staff. Irrit, rewind, we're, we're everywhere it. at Meathead Test Kitchen, and the only exception to that is on Twitter, where we're at MTK staff. Uh, you can always send us an email, hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. Yep.
0: We have some questions in the Q&A box on TikTok. We'll get yeah. to those, put some videos out this week. I promise we're not ignoring you. It's, yeah. There's <laughs> been a lot going yeah, on this week. for sure. Uh, if you want to get the newest MTK merch, ch- check that out, shop.herdatmedia.com. you got t-shirts, we've got hats, we've got beanies, we've got stickers, Bags, posters, what else? All we kinds got? of stuff. That's hoodie season's almost here. Grab it an is. MTK hoodie. You can crop it. It looks super awesome cropped with the yeah. the fucking sweet '80s vaporwave logo that we got going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, check out our website mehetestkitchen for show notes. You can grab downloadable resources for your meal planning, for your workouts. We've got all the show notes for every episode if we have notes. Sometimes we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. So if there's no episode notes, we didn't have any. (laughs) If there's none on the website, they didn't exist. We said, fuck it, we're going live. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lots of resources available to you on the interwebs. And don't forget to check out our subreddit, r slash Meathead Test Kitchen. That's kind of like our catch-all for if you want to hang out and actually talk about fitness outside of, you know, 280 characters on Twitter. Mm. Nobody hangs out on Facebook anymore. So like we don't yeah. Nobody does message boards there anymore. So, no. TikTok and Reddit really yeah. are it, but you're limited on TikTok. So, Reddit, yes. Meethead Test Kitchen, find us. Um, thanks for hanging out with us once again this week. We appreciate you. Yes. Be nice to each other, it's free. It is free. Spread that shit like herpes, please. Behead oh test kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A
1: Huda Media production.